0: Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it, be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover
2: of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends. How are you doing? Hey, you know... People wear those red hats that say MAGA, Make America Great Again. Well, this show is a mega show because it's gigantic in size. And uh, it's because of not only uh, of the content but also the guests that I brought on. More than guests, they are co-hosts. This first hour is a person whom many of you actually may know. I'm just grabbing a few of his books. His name is Mark Biltz, and he is also an on-air personality on the salem media san diego as well mark Biltz has a show on on uh sundays from 10 to 10 30 in the morning called understanding today's prophetic times through uh, uh you know biblically historic lenses and so that's what he does and he is here with me on the phone right now can you believe that the and he's a friend mark Biltz. hello mark pastor mark Biltz. how are you Hey, I'm doing great, Cass. Thanks for having me on your program. Oh, it's a pleasure. My listening friend, you really need to check out El Shaddai Ministries, uh, and he does live teachings on Saturdays, and every Saturday I tune in on his show in the morning so that I can have fodder from the Heavenly Father for my evening shows. (laughs) So there you go, Marcus. It's all on you. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, my, my friends, we're going to be delving into some of the great books. I mentioned. I may have mentioned them to you before, but Decoding the Antichrist and the End Times and God's Daytimer and a number of others as well, Decoding the Prophet Jeremiah and Blood Moons and things like that. So, Mark, are you ready to uh, rock and roll?
3: Let's rock and roll. <laughs> I'm
2: ready. One of the guys on your your broadcast is a man named Curtis. And what does Curtis do again?
3: Well, he's one of our great far blowers
2: <laughs> So uh, tell him that Kaz is trying to be a a, a Curtis, a, a Curtis uh, protege, although I may not uh, rise to his level. But to begin the show, I think, because we're in the time frame now of the seventh month of the Hebrew calendar, the month of Tishri, this is a time for the blasting or blowing of trumpets for uh, a number of different reasons. Maybe we'll get into those, Mark, as we go through this first hour. But I'm going to blow the shofar. Lord, help me. Uh, Generally, I do okay, but sometimes it sounds kind of squeaky and dumb. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, a shofar blast to begin the show with Mark Biltz. Well, not quite a Curtis, but almost.
3: That was awesome.
2: <laughs> and I, I've I've seen you blow the show a few times too. You'd prefer uh, Curtis to do it, but you do a very good job as well.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that good of a job on the Rams horn. Maybe better no, on no.
2: the longer one. I know. Well the, it, the Rams horn when when we blow it, it sounds like it really is supposed to like there's an injured animal and that's <laughs> 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 that's exactly what it's supposed to sound like. So there you go. That's right. So so Mark uh, I have had the opportunity last week you hit some real between the eyes things of the timeliness of where we are in the earth today and and i I realized that it was going to be a keeper for eternity so i uh, I paid close attention to that. One of the things you did is you delved into matthew twenty four and you kind of uh uh shared some insights from that uh matthew twenty four we know that, you know the Bible talks about wars and rumors of wars and uh kingdom against kingdom. Uh, famines and pestilence and earthquakes. We're gonna can, can we talk a little bit about that? Uh, because I want your insights. Because my my friends, if you've looked at the news recently, you know we're in the threat of many of these things right now. And Mark Biltz has some insights that you need to be aware of. So take notes. Unless you're driving, then just have a good mental record. <laughs> Torah, Torah teacher Mark Biltz. So uh, Matthew twenty four. You know, can I? You and I can start with the scripture in Acts three twenty one. You know the scripture as well. Uh, but but the, the 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 truth is that the heavens must hold Jesus back until the time of restitution of all things spoken of by by God's holy prophets. Mm-hmm. So these holy prophets are responsible for the declarations in Matthew 24 and beyond. So can we start at Matthew 24? We talk about wars and rumors rumors of wars, and you know when you look at the news, Mark, you have some scriptural insights that you want to share with us. I'm going to hand the baton to you because Kaz is talking way too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mark Pills. No,
3: no, you're you're doing fine. You know, concerning Acts 321, when we think about it, we all want the Messiah to return. But it says that the heavens have received him, and he's not coming back until the restoration of all things, or the restitution of all things. So, wow, if we want the Messiah to come, we need to be actively involved in restoring all things. Uh, so I think that's very important. Uh, so... Matthew 24, when you think about that, one of the things that is often misinterpreted is where it says uh, nation against nation or kingdom against kingdom, but the word actually is ethnos, where we get the word ethnic from. So what it's really saying is ethnic group will rise against ethnic group. And look at what we're seeing today all over the world as well as all over the United States.
2: Wow. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, you and I love that scripture because we know that the Lord cometh sooneth. (laughs) But there are some things between the remarkable things of ruling and reigning with him for a thousand years and uh, some things that have to happen between now and then to get us there. But I think it would be irresponsible for teachers not to, to at least explore those things because when it comes on people, a lot of people right now in the uh, Judeo-Christian communities, they're not looking for the, the depth of the challenging things that must come be- before the Lord's return. So would you like to talk a little bit more about those? you I, I remember sure. in the last teaching you talked a little bit about uh, earthquakes and pestilences and things like that. And you t- we talked about this is the seventh month of the Hebrew calendar, the month of Tishri, and you you saw some interesting parallels between not only this month yeah. but an earthquake and and a Shemitah year and things like that. So would you yeah. extrapolate a little bit on that? We've got about three or four minutes in this segment, Mark Biltz.
3: Okay, that helps, that helps. Sure. Well, here, here's the thing. One of the things that has to be restored is God's time clock, God's calendar. The sons of Issachar knew the time still, they knew what Israel ought to do. Well, much of the Church, they don't know what time it is. It's like we have a broken watch, a broken compass, Uh, And the only way we're going to understand when God's communicating this to us is when we get on his calendar, his time schedule. And when it talks about earthquakes, this is crazy. September the 7th was the first day of the seventh month on the biblical calendar. It was also the first day of the seventh year of the seven-year Shemitah cycle. We're talking about Rosh Hashanah. And I couldn't believe what happened, but here... On September 7th, the first day of the seventh month, the first day of the seventh year, what do we have? We have a major earthquake, 7.0, right at about 7 p.m. on September 7th. Yes. And, uh, you (laughs) you know, you can't make this stuff up.
2: No, you can't. You can't. In fact, a lot of people that, you know, have been naysayers about uh, God, especially, you know, the Old Testament and, and... people that have the anti-Semitism thing and the replacement theology, they go, no, no, the Old Testament stuff is is not for today. Oh, yeah? Look at the calendar. If you understand God's daytime or God's calendar and the feasts and festivals, you, you just can't deny that the things that happened then, as it says in Ecclesiastes, the things that happened then uh, happen now and it will happen in the future. There's nothing new under the sun. So, man, oh, man, we we want to dig further into this, but do you have a, a an inspirational thought uh, for our uh, people to be chewing on before we come back from the commercial break, Mark Bills? Set, set the stage. You're my well, I was co-host.
4: Gonna,
3: oh, sure. I was just going to uh, close this little segment out with the fact that I had said that that meant that we were going to have more earthquakes and more volcanic eruptions based on a scripture that was also found in Israel, uh, which is amazing that it happened this time of year. And then what happens? There's that major earthquake in Australia, followed by the major volcanic eruption in
2: Spain. Yes. Uh, It's amazing. We're going to talk more about that, my listening friend with Mark Bills, but you need to take close notes because the things that happened— are happening, and the things that are happening are actually dress rehearsals for the things which are about ready to happen. Many of it, it's cha- cha- many of the things are challenging, but many of the things are absolutely beyond remarkable. When the Lord comes to establish His ruling and reigning with guess who? Us, <laughs> Mark Bils and I. <laughs> we'll be right back. Live local show on K Praise. More come together.
0: San Diego is just moments away.
4: Hey,
2: this is Nick Grizzle here with Drum Magazine. I'm here with Dan from Kingdom Cajon. He's going to tell us why he's thinking
1: outside of the box. How am I hearing all these different kinds of sounds and stuff? We really enjoy uh, comfort. <laughs> Thus, the shape of the drum, the padded seat, but also the tones that comes out. Because it narrows at the top, you get some high tones at the top. And we also have a patented snare system. It's called We call it the Easy Rocker Snare. When the drum is flat... There's no snare on, so it's just a a unique sound there. And then when you rock it back, the snare comes on, so it gives you more creativity. And then we added into it also the shakers and jingles and also a wood block. So you can really take that thing out and kind of gig with it, have some fun, be real creative.
2: KingdomCajon.com
1: KingdomCajon.com KingdomCajon.com
5: 650 lives are lost to abortion in California each day. That's equivalent to 22 kindergarten classrooms. Birth Choice in San Marcos is a nonprofit mobile clinic and care center that offers free pregnancy support services for women. Save the Storks, a national pro life ministry, is honored to partner with this pregnancy center as they reach the hearts of women in your community. Visit birthchoice.net to help them reach more women in San Diego.
6: The following was pre-recorded. So Cape Praise family, it's Big Wave Dave. I don't know what you've got planned today. I am 100% confident you are not walking three miles for fresh, clean water. Mm -hmm. Tom Lewis with Cross International. Zach is the International Program Director for Cross International. And this is what he had to say about those, similarly, Malawi, Zambia, and Uganda that we're investing in and their plight and what they're doing every single day. One five-gallon bucket of water is over 40 pounds. So imagine a child having to go fetch water. Not one mile, but three, just to bring it back home. So this is the kind of basic needs that we're able to address immediately. And
7: they don't spill a drop. I mean, they walk for miles. I mean, I think, Dave, you said it yesterday or the other day. You said, you know, try to carry a 40-pound bucket of water carefully just from your kitchen to your garage, and it's full to the top without spilling any. Now you multiply that to a child that's lifting 40 pounds and walking for miles guys they need clean water wells in their communities they need food and the love of god and christian education your gift provides all of that through cross international at 866-843-9500 dollar gift for each child
6: 866-843-9500 dave and the cross international banner kprz.com and thank you on behalf of the children two children 124 dollars how many children will you Set free from hunger and water that's killing them. Somebody
4: who loves
6: you at the door it's home, sweet home here in the house of the Lord. Worship can
0: make all of the difference as we gather together with God's people and see things accurately, biblically, and correctly. You know, when you isolate yourself from other believers, you lose perspective, you can become fearful and
2: confused and angry and
0: bitter
6: burden there is no fear you belong here. step into the house of the Lord remember what jesus said wherever there are two or three gathered in my name i am in the midst of them when we gather together we grow stronger in our faith Let's get back to church. You belong here. Step into the house of the Lord. San Diego's K Praise. Now, more of
0: Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor.
2: And I'm back with my co host, a remarkable one of the finest Torah teachers I've ever heard. In fact, I pay very close attention to the words he says, but also to the things he says doesn't say with a wink and a nod because some of the things he just doesn't say to allow you to to come up with these things yourself the Bible talks about studying to show yourself approved unto God workman does not need to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth so Mark Biltz knows this and he teases us and and eggs us forward so that we can actually dig into the scripture ourselves so sometimes <laughs> I know I know you're Strategy there, uh, Pastor Mark Bilson is pretty good you you force your the people that listen to you to do some digging themselves instead of you spoon feeding so w- remarkable time, especially when we think about uh, god 's plans for the end of the age and the end of the age means that we may need to make some adjustments before we pr- are prepared for the ruling and reigning so some of these just adjustments have to do with the difficult things that we are facing right now, and we talked about uh, uh, earthquakes in diverse places. We talked about a little bit about the Shemitah issues. Uh, explain what Shemitah means, because this is a very remarkable year, too, as it began on the uh, 6th of uh, September, uh, sh- beginning of a Shemitah year. What does this mean?
3: Sure. Yeah. In the Bible, the land of Israel was very special, and so God said that just as Israel had to rest on the seventh day. The people did. The land of Israel had to rest the seventh year. So the seventh year was called the year of the Shemitah. The entire seven-year period is called the Shemitah cycle. But the seventh year was the Shemitah year where the land would lie rest. Plus, that is just like we have our seven-year bankruptcy laws for the longest time. Every seventh year is when the balances uh, were to be made right. Uh, And so it was an economic thing, but they would have slaves or hire laborers, and they were supposed to let them go free in that seventh year. But they didn't, and they didn't let the land rest, which is why they went into the Babylonian captivity for 70 years for that very reason and not honoring the seventh year.
2: My my, so everything was to be reconciled or justified during this shemitah year, and I've heard you say this phraseology before, and with with the wink and the nod, and it's basically this is a dress rehearsal, but we don't know, wink nod, wink nod, how many more dress rehearsals we're going to go through until it's time to actually not do the dress rehearsal but the real thing. So the shemitah, a shemitah year, is kind of a preparatory preparatory uh, year, is it is it not for a jubilee year?
3: Well, 7 times 7 is 49, so after the 7th Shemitah year, the 50th year is always the first year of a new Shemitah cycle. So, therefore, this year we're in now is the 7th year, and next Rosh Hashanah, next September will begin the first year of a Shemitah cycle. And the big question is, is that the 50th year? Is that the year of Jubilee? That's one of the questions on a lot of Christians
4: minds. Well, a
2: lot of Christians ask that question, and a lot of Judeo-Christians ask that question, too. Many of those say that, you know, during during the Shemitah year, it kind of lost count when the whole thing started, the Shemitah and the uh, Jubilee year began when Israel entered the Promised Land as their own land, and that started the... uh, the Jubilee clock, and then you begin following the you know the forty nine years into the fifty years in, into the different Jubilee years, so you can track Jubilee years uh, using that as your guide up into a point. And even some Bible theologians, and I'd be interested in your point of view on this. Some Bible theologians have tracked the Jubilee year up to the time where Jesus died on the cross and rose from uh, the grave uh, as a Jubilee year. Uh, any thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, I uh, I am not exactly sure about uh, the year Yeshua rose being a jubilee year. i have to look at that a little bit more. But you can definitely find a jubilee year, uh, I believe, in uh, Jeremiah. Uh, but tracking that is what is uh, really difficult, I think. But one of the clues that I believe the Lord may have given us was uh, the 1973 Yom Kippur War. Yes, because in 1973 uh, the Yom Kippur War happened on Yom Kippur. Well, the Jubilee year can o has to be proclaimed on Yom Kippur, and so it's like, wow, could that have been God pointing out when the Jubilee year was? Well, you had 50 years that puts next Rosh Hashanah beginning the Jubilee year. Uh, and so that would be quite interesting <laughs> if that's
2: the case. It would be very interesting. You know, the Jews, I have some Orthodox Jews that are very close friends, and there are some remarkable teachers, but they said ever since uh, Israel uh, was booted out of the land in 70 A.D., that messed up the Shemitah, uh, the Shemitah and, and the Jubilee count, and it didn't start again sometime t- until right around 1948 because Israel was not in the land and there there was no Israel. My thought is this, Mark, and tell me your thoughts about this, but though Israel, the natural Israel wasn't in the land, the spiritual Israel was indeed in the land, the land of God's promise in, in very many ways. So while you may not count that in the literal land uh, occupation, you could certainly... uh a Christian could say, we are the seed of Abraham, so that land dwells within us. So maybe you don't have to stop the count on the Jubilee years, and so maybe that reconciles this stuff that the, many of the Orthodox Jews say that was all messed up uh, at 70 AD when, when you know, uh, the the temple was destroyed again and Israel was no more. Maybe God counts on the natural and the spiritual together.
3: <laughs> well, actually— uh, there's a, a couple of problems there with the thinking that these people have. Number one, the Jubilee year hadn't been kept not since 70 AD, but since about 700 BC. Wow. Uh, they couldn't keep the Jubilee year because of the Assyrian captivity when all the northern tribes were hauled off into Assyria. A Jubilee year, the land returns to its owner. Well, obviously, the owners couldn't return because they're <laughs> off in another nation. And so that's why the Jubilee year wasn't kept, and this is why uh, it talks about the Lord has to gather his elect from the four quarters, because they need to be there for the year of Jubilee to take effect.
2: Oh, my, my. So actually,
3: it was about 700 B.C. they stopped celebrating the Jubilee year. But the reason they went into captivity in Babylon was because they didn't keep the Shemitah year. Ah. Now, when is the Shemitah year? That's simple math. Uh, uh, You know, you don't need people in Israel to do that at all. You just look (laughs) at what Hebrew year it is, and if it's divisible by seven, it's the seventh year. Yes,
4: yes. Okay,
3: so that's simple math. So the the Shemitah cycle, obviously, uh, they were to let the land rest. But obviously that wasn't kept for the last 2,000 years because there was nobody in Israel uh, to let the land rest.
2: So one of the things you uh, said—forgive me, Mark, go ahead. They are doing
3: it now, though. There are religious Jews who are— keeping the Shemitah year now.
2: Yes. Well, one of the things you mentioned in light of the Shemitah year, which could be considered a dress rehearsal uh, for the Jubilee year, one of the things you mentioned is not only the the, the slavery mentality was changed and ownership uh, reverted back to the original owners, but you also mentioned about uh, the balances were were determined whether they were false or true. And you, I, I love what you said in your teaching uh, last Saturday about the the balances were awry, and God is looking at today's calendar. And in this Shemitah year, we look at the balances of honesty and integrity, and they are awry right now. You want to talk a little bit more about that? We have about four minutes or so into this segment. It goes quickly, uh, Pastor Mark. But uh, talk about it's the sure uh, the balances or the mis- misapplied right. balances today as it relates to that scripture.
3: Yes. Uh, in Zechariah, which is the book I'm going through right now, people can listen to uh, you know every Saturday morning around oh ten o'clock. But it, it talks about Leviticus 19:36. God wanted a just ephah. Now, what's an ephah? An ephah is like a bushel basket full of um, wheat or barley or whatever grain you want, but israel was going from a uh, from an agricultural community to more of a commercial trade community and the problem is is unjust weights unjust balances uh this is why god said you must have a just ephah don't try to rip people off you know commerce is not necessarily simple but godless commercialism took over uh they were making uh, unjust weights and measures in their trade. And this is one of the reasons why God or Jesus, Yeshua, overthrew the money changers in the temple. They had unjust weights and measures. And what I thought was crazy, uh, Cal, is in Israel this last year, they found a the world's oldest basket, okay, which is like an ephah. And I think God is speaking to us about having unjust weights and measures. In Zechariah, the curse of the flying scroll was for fake news, liars, who would swear, you know, and lie under oath. Kind of, kind of sounds like lying to Congress.
2: Uh, and
3: then, uh, <laughs> There's a wink
2: and a nod, my friend, just for your information.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, so, and theft and perjury. Well, they not only did they find an ephah, they also found a weight that was used specifically to cheat in trade during the First Temple Era. That was just found. Okay, so to me that is incredible. And along with the the Efa and the unjust weight, they found for the first time in sixty years more Dead Sea scrolls.
4: Oh my! And
3: what's crazy is the Dead Sea scroll. The exact verses that was discovered was Zechariah eight sixteen and seventeen, that says, "Speak the truth to one another and render in your gates judgments that are true and love no false oath." That is tied exactly to the curse of the flying scroll that God said was going to enter all the people that stole things. And it was going to reside in their house and stay there and those that would lie under oath. And then the other scroll uh, scripture that was found was Nehu chapter 1, verse 5 and 6, talking about the mountains quaking before him and the earth heaving before him. Well, there is earthquakes and there are volcanoes, yes. and those are the verses that were found right before we have the first day of the seventh month and the 7.0 earthquake.
2: Oh, my. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. My listening friend, I hope you're realizing that if you're, you're disregarding the Old Testament, saying that was for then and uh, the New Testament is for now, the answer to your comment is yes and no. It was for then and now, just as the New Testament is for now and then as well, if you read it according to the uh, intent of Holy Spirit and the authors whom God anointed with this wisdom as they etched it down uh, uh, on their parchment or however they chiseled it or however they did it. Understand that Scripture is a holy thing, and people have been misapplying Scripture or lying about Scripture like they've been lying about any other truth, truth, uh, from even the beginning of the the, the fall of Adam and uh, Satan's dispatchment into uh, you know into the outer nether parts, this is uh, to be expected. And this, when the enemy realizes that his time is short at hand, as Mark will tell you, uh, he magnifies these things. Mark, uh, stay with us because I want to talk about how the enemy is magnifying uh, his strategies against God, and God is just kind of smiling. <laughs> and saying, oh, okay. you're, you're falling for, for it yourself because the enemy always overplays his hand, doesn't he, Mark?
3: Exactly.
2: <laughs> We're going to talk about that and even how it relates to health care in present day times when Mark Biltz and Kaz come right back.
0: More, come together San Diego with Caz Taylor is next on K Praise.
2: Come Together San Diego's Kaz Taylor here, introducing my brand new book entitled One Church for a One World. But beware, there's a world of difference between having one church for a one O-N-E world versus having one church for a W-O-N world. The first suggests a collective church comprised of all religions supporting a one world government. But my book equips you to be part of the one church spoken of in Scripture with many tribes, kindreds, and tongues, but with a singular and devout faith in the true Messiah, the Lord Yeshua, Jesus himself. This oneness will result in evangelism, repentance, and salvation worldwide. The earth has entered into a turbulent time. But as you read One Church for a One World, be prepared to transform from a spectator to an anointed and empowered warrior for God. Go to Amazon.com and find One Church for a One W-O-N World by Kaz Taylor.
5: If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policy maker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. Meet Tim. Hey, what's up? He's the person you hired for your digital marketing strategy. And when he's done battling aliens on his PS5 in his parents' basement, I'm sure he'll get right to work. Why trust your digital marketing to one person when you can hire a whole team? Nationwide exposure, experience, and expertise. Let our team of experts focus on your digital marketing strategy so you can focus on your business. It's an easy decision. To
0: learn more about Salem Surround or for a free, no-obligation digital audit, visit us at SurroundSanDiego.com. That's SurroundSanDiego.com.
1: Is it time to push reset and get away with God? Christian travel creates purposeful pauses to discover the most scenic, sought-after destinations while you immerse yourself in the wonder of God's creation. As you travel alongside the world's top Christian leaders, every step of the way will revive your faith and awaken your sense of wonder. Imagine morning devotions on the deck of a cruise ship as you pass towering Alaska glaciers or tropical Caribbean islands. Perhaps you're longing to set foot in the very places where Jesus walked and taught in Israel. Every day on a Christian cruise or tour brings you to new vistas while you enjoy uplifting music and powerful messages. Get away with God in a faith focused journey, and the unforgettable memories you create will refresh you long after you return home. For more information, visit InspirationCruises.com or call 800 247 1899. That's InspirationCruises.com or call 800 247 1899.
8: This is Judy Ross, co pastor of Cloud9 Worship Center. San Diego, I am declaring over you. You are the southwest gate of this nation, and through you will pour abundance and greatness and the glory of God. That's what you were created for.
0: Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K Praise. Here's Cass Taylor.
2: Well, welcome back, my friends, with a remarkable co-host. His name is Mark Biltz, and uh, he's a remarkable guy. He actually is a fellow broadcaster on the Salem Media San Diego uh, airwaves on Cape Praise on Sundays from 10 to 1030. He has a show. You need to check it out. You can go to, uh, you know www.kprz.com and check out the different broadcasters particularly on Sunday but Sundays from 10 to 10.30 Mark Biltz has a show entitled Understanding Today's Prophetic Times Through a uh, Biblical Historic Lens so check that out because you want to have deep stuff but timely stuff you need to check out Mark Biltz from uh, El Shaddai Ministries isn't that right Mark Biltz?
3: That's right. You got it one hundred percent correct.
2: <laughs> and and one of the things that you did in your little promo at the very end of it, you said, "And no masks re- required." I love that. <laughs> See that that's the the kind of humor that my wife says, "Kaz, you know, a little bit too corny." But I say, "No, no, no. This is you know corn, especially in you know the 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 feasts and festivals, is invaluable, isn't it?" You can talk about Unless the different harvests, please. Corn. Unless it's GMO corn. <laughs> My listening friend, So I'm I'm going to uh, ask Mark. We've only got two segments left in this uh, this hour first hour, and I'm going to ask him some things to get to a point that are going to that's going to set the stage for the last uh, the last hour. But because we want to talk about the things that are going on in the medical community and the. Pestilence. We talked about that in Matthew twenty-four and other areas. It talks about the pestilences and other things. I think it's in Psalm ninety-one about the pestilence at noonday and things like that. But Mark, there's a scripture in Habakkuk. Can I share it with you and get your take on that? Because that's going to lead us into, I think, uh the the, the what do I want to say? The let's shall we say COVID things that are going on now and the pestilence things that are going on the, the book of Habakkuk, my friend, Bob Sorge, who's a remarkable teacher as well, was walking through the book of uh, Habakkuk. And I, you know, being a teacher, I borrow from other people. I borrow from you. I, I, I borrow from, uh, Bob Sorge. Uh, I borrow from, uh, Ray Bentley and others as well. And, uh, Hopefully they will borrow from me as well. But here's a scripture that is, is in the book of Habakkuk. My listening friend, um, I want Mark's take on this because this is going to launch us into where we, we would like to go. Mark, you you will agree that the, the issues that happened in the days of Habakkuk are similar issues to today? Sure. <laughs> There's what a scr-
3: chapter are you going to? Well,
2: yes, the answer to your question is yes. Yeah. The, the the first chapter deals with all the the... the the trials and difficulties that were, didn't seem to be answered by righteousness. And Habakkuk was complaining about that, as you, you will agree to that too, Mark. But one of the things, that, and then in, in the book of chapter 2, the Bible talks about us being standing upon our watcher and our towers looking out for things. And the interesting scripture there says that I will wait and see what the Lord says to me when I am reproved. So that speaks to us, does it not, Mark, of even though that God has called us to do things, God is going to make adjustments and reprove us as we go. Wouldn't wouldn't you agree with that?
3: Oh, for sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely.
2: So the scripture I wanted to get to is found in in chapter 3, and it's talking about uh, um, the Lord, and it talks about, and his brightness uh, was as light, and he had horns coming out of his hands, and there was uh, the hiding of his power therein. Uh, And then it says, Before him went pestilence, and burning coals went forth at his feet and he stood and measured the earth. So Bob Sorge says that this word pestilence could very well apply to COVID virus things that are going on today. But I wanted to use this for you to take a springboard into what's going on today as it relates to pestilence and even false pestilences and where God is and what God wants us to know about those things.
3: Well, Uh, I think that COVID very well—I haven't heard Bob Sorge speak on this, but I definitely think that God is going to be bringing pestilences, but a lot of it is to bring the people back to him, and that's what we're supposed to do. He's not trying to just punish for the sake of being mean. God's a very loving God, and he wants—you know, he's spanking his kids, so to speak, in the world because he wants them to return to him. Uh, but these uh, pestilences, uh, I believe, are definitely coming from heaven.
2: Yes. So e- even though the enemy may have a, a big hand, one of the things that you taught on today was that that uh, God gave these things as uh, reprimands, but the people of the nations that were godless they, and and Satan influencing them, they overplayed their hand, and they always overplayed their hand, so there's reason to make restitution for that. Would you like to speak into that?
3: Well, uh, I think the devil always overplays his <laughs> Uh I mean, like, uh, that's why it says in the New Testament, if the... Uh, uh, princes of this world had only known, they never would have killed the Messiah. Oh you know, the very thing that uh, God wanted was the Messiah to die uh, by the hands of the people. And, of course, they overplayed his hands and ended up killing him. Now they're kicking themselves, you know. Well, I think that's exactly what's going to happen in these last days. The thing is that the, the, the unbelievers, the wicked, always eat themselves. Uh, they always bring about their own downfall, and that's the story of the ephah as well, with the woman in the ephah representing the Babylonian harlot in Revelation. Uh, she pops her head out of the basket, and this talon of lead lid gets, slams her down, uh, and that symbolizes how the wicked are going to get caught up in their own devices. And that's exactly what's going to be happening here.
2: Oh my! And when you say here, you mean here and now? It would, would, yeah, would that would be accurate. Today, right? That's what's
3: going to be happening uh, over the next couple of years. Uh, the people that uh, I believe, in one sense, brought a lot of this plague about, uh, it's it's going to you know they're going to reap what they sow. That's the judgment of God, measure for measure.
2: Oh my, my! And then one of the things that you you taught on uh, last week and this week as well, you talk about pharma. And the, the, what the scripture says about pharma and uh, witchcraft and things like that, and uh, devil worship and things like that. We've got about two minutes left in this in this segment. We're going to spend the entire last segment talking about the deceptions of pharma as it relates to biblical truths. Because the word pharma is not uh, a, a, a current day event only. The word pharma plays a role in yesterday, today, and. Pharma into the future. So would you give, you know, about a minute or a minute and a half insight of that, sure. and then we'll come back and dig more deeply into it in the last segment. Mark Bills.
3: Yes, there's a couple of different uh, Greek words for sorceries that's mentioned in the Bible. Uh, one of them has to do with, like, magic, that kind of a sorcery. But specifically in uh, Revelation 18, where it it talks about how the merchants of the earth were made rich by her. Okay, well, it goes on, and it says that it was through her sorceries. It says, and this is a Revelation 18, 23 through 24, the merchants were the great men of the earth, for by her sorceries were all nations deceived. Well, that Greek word for sorceries there is pharmakia. So it's, I think it's amazing that this is referring to the great and wealthy people of the earth through their use of their pharmaceuticals will be the leaders in deceiving all the nations, and so they buy into their ephah basket of uh, lies. Oh my uh, So I thought that was just incredible that we find that word there in the book of Revelation.
2: Can we uh, talk about that the entire last segment? Because when you, you, the phrase you used there about sorceries and the, and those sorceries— uh basically would would uh, deceive all nations boy oh boy you look around at what's going on with the the covid scare and the uh, vex I call it vexination the, the vex a nations yep. that are going on are, are around the world and, and there's a deception going on there that God's kids need to be educated against so my listening friend mark is going to spend the whole last segment delving into this which will set the stage for what's going on in the next hour Mark Biltz, are you, you geared up and ready to rock and roll?
3: I am. I am. Let her rip.
2: <laughs> Let her rip. My friends, I, I, I love it. So I, I think uh, Mark Biltz and Kaz will be right back.
0: More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next on K Praise.
9: A prophetic phenomenon is sweeping over the world. Prophecies are being fulfilled in rapid succession. The Jewish people are returning to their borders. Ancient highways are being restored and the true location of ancient biblical Jerusalem has been revealed. Shalom from Jerusalem. My name is Anarina Haiman and I invite you to join us in learning about how modern day events are corresponding with the Hebrew calendar the deep secrets embedded in the Hebrew language of the Bible and to discover the spiritual significance of Jerusalem. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet till her vindication shines like the dawn, her salvation like a blazing torch. It's time to set your heart towards Jerusalem. It's time to align with Zion. Join us at ww
5: Join CAPS Pregnancy Clinics for a round of golf and the opportunity to help support life in San Diego County. The day begins at 1230 and includes lunch, light dinner, and refreshments, along with trophies and prizes for all contest winners. All proceeds benefit CAPS Ultrasound Services, Pregnancy Testing, and Life Affirming Council. Learn about sponsorship opportunities and help support life with CAPS Pregnancy Clinics' annual golf tournament on October 18th. Learn more at friendsofcaps.org.
6: The following was pre-recorded. So we have been given a task by our friends and ministry partners across international. Actually, it's more than a task. It's an urgent plea that we as a Cape Praise collective come together and provide food and water to children that are starving in Malawi, Zambia, and Uganda have no access to fresh, clean water for 100-plus children, Tom. And we're inviting everyone in the Cape Prece family, a one-time gift, $124, cares for two children. Well, I do want to say thank you to some friends who have already
7: given in our campaign. Frank, thank you in Escondido. Hey, Frank. And Frank said, you know what? I'd like to do that for a child every single month. Frank, again, God bless you, brother. Thank you to Candice and Hemet, California, giving a $50 gift and Joy's... In San Diego, bless your heart. Thank right. you, thank you as well, Dan uh, Danell, I believe, in Escondido. Thank you, one hundred twenty-four dollar gift. That's a couple of kids. And our first, you know, world changer that we want to thank again is Teresa there in San Diego, uh, giving for thirty children Teresa. in our campaign. So we're, we've made some progress, but we still have some work to do. Eight six six. 843-9500. Let's help 10
6: more children real quick, Dave. That'd be you and four others opting in, $124 one-time gift. Or maybe there's one of you says, I'll, I'll, I can care for all 10. 866-843-9500. Across the international banner at kprz.com.
0: K-Praise invites you to a free listener appreciation event at Skyline Church on Thursday, October 14th at 6 p.m. Enjoy praise and worship led by the Skyline Church worship team. Hear a special message from Pastor Paul Shepard, host of Destined for Victory, heard on K-Praise. Be entertained with comedy by comedian Nazareth.
1: We should have the newscast and have a judge say, I swear to tell the truth, nothing but the truth.
0: You'll miss the free K-Praise listener appreciation event. All attendees must pre-register at KPRZ.com. Sponsored by Miramar Kitchen and Bath. Hey everybody, Greg Laurie here. I'm happy to announce a one-night
6: SoCal Harvest at Angel Stadium on October 3rd. At SoCal Harvest, Pastor Greg Laurie presents a message of hope, a compelling interactive experience, and enjoy great music from King and Country and Phil Wickham. SoCal Harvest with Greg Laurie, October 3rd, 7 p.m. at Angel Stadium of Anaheim. Go to harvest.org slash SoCal.
0: Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on Cape
2: Welcome back, my friends, to the last segment of the first hour. And my co-host, Mark Biltz, Nol Shaddai Ministries. Hello, Mark Biltz.
3: Oh, hello, St. Kaz.
2: <laughs> so uh, we kind of opened, uh, what do you call it, an EFA. We opened the basket. In the in the last segment, and we talked about <laughs> we talked about sorceries uh, that would impact all nations and deceive all nations. As we look at this COVID thing, in all honesty, this uh, and the the vaccination that is quote unquote the thing that is supposed to reconcile that we realize that all nations, really, literally, including Israel and the United States, are being deceived about a lot of things. But because of fake news, uh, a lot of people don't even have a clue. Would you like to talk a little bit more about this from a biblical standpoint and then tie in uh, COVID and the vaccine and things like that? You had some very interesting insights uh, on, on this as we, as I listened to your previous teachings. Mark Biltz.
3: Well, I just think it's interesting. In Zechariah's vision, you have the, the vision of this flying scroll, and that's what's coming upon the earth. Well, the flying scroll is a curse on those who have unjust weights and balances. It's theft. And then on the other side of the scroll, it's for all those who swear falsely or lie under oath. And then the very next vision is the ephah, which is the symbol for commerce. And what do we find in Revelation? When you read Revelation 18 about Babylon being destroyed, the whole thing is about the merchants. It's about commercialism. And what do we see going on uh, in the world today? It's always about the money and the economy. This is why you have so many of these woke corporations uh, like the NBA uh, and like uh, the World Health Organization all these other organizations bowing down to China. Uh, They don't care about the Uyghurs. They don't care about the, the children that are made to be slaves working. Uh, it's always about the money and the economy. And so God is going to judge the world uh, whose whole focus is centered on money. And uh, people, the, the pharmaceutical companies are making billions, and yes, they're they even holding countries captive through this.
2: And when you say holding countries captive, explain what you're saying.
3: Well, sure. Anyway, uh, I'd like your listeners, if they want to, they can just go to Google uh, and put in Pfizer, P-F-I-Z-E-R, how it's playing hardball uh, with the vaccine negotiations. What's happening, these national leaders uh, of poor countries, whatever, they're concerned about their citizens. They want to get the vaccine. It's going to cost them a billion dollars. They don't have this kind of money. And so what happens? Pfizer is making them, holding them hostage Saying they have to put up their embassies, their sovereign assets, their military bases. Yeah, properties. Bilateral. Yes. Yeah, to make sure that they get paid, and so that they're not sued when the vaccine, you know, kills people or something.
2: And the and the pharmacies have it in a, a clause that's been a, been approved by governments that they're not liable for the decisions they're making, even though the drug is not honestly tested. It's under an emergency provision and uh the, the emergency is proving to be fake news as well so at precarious times but the enemy is screaming loudly like you must get these things done or else you're gonna I, I, mark lose your job lose your reputation
3: oh, exactly Man. exactly they have these vaccine mandates and now in uh, new york they're finding businesses five thousand dollars every time they allow someone to come in if they're not vaccinated if they don't have proof of vaccination so pretty soon you're not going to be able to buy or sell or go anywhere everything will have to be done online and the grocery store is going to have to deliver to your house if If you want to have the freedom of choice, it's insane.
2: Did you say you wouldn't be able to buy or sell? Doesn't that, my listening friend? I know if (laughs) you're even passively aware of Scripture, you got to know that Mark is quoting from Scripture right there. Uh, Do do you find that uh, coincidental or actually God's timing, Mark? Bills.
3: I think what we're going through right now, and just so you know, I don't think it's the mark of the beast by any means. But I think everything we're going through right now is a precursor. It's a gut check, a spiritual check, a barometer of, uh, just like in Jeremiah, he told Jeremiah, look, if you can't run with the footman, how are you going to keep up with the horses? My. And, uh, I think right now this is a precursor. So we can decide what are we going to do when we can't buy
2: ourselves? Exactly.
3: What, where, where are we going to bend? Where, how, how strong are we?
2: Oh my, you know, Mark, I, I you know, I listen to a lot of resources, and I make note of things. Sometimes I don't track exactly where I got the information. What I'm about ready to share with you is I, I can't give a credit to the person, but, but it's remarkable. We know that the enemy tries to come so close to being the real thing, but he's a fake, you know— a, as a roaring lion, and so yeah, yeah. he likes to come as close as, as he can. So he he plays with words like God. God loves to play with his word and and give you nuances and things like that. Well, Satan likes to do similarly. So this whole I've heard an acro- the, the the definition of the acronym for COVID nineteen. I want you to tell me what you think about it. But here's what I've heard uh, people extrapolating from this that it was a, a a a what what was the word I used the an acronym. For COVID-19, COVID, Certificate of Vaccination, COVID, Identification. So it's Certificate of Vaccination ID-19. If you go through the, the alphabet, one, the first letter of the alphabet is an A, and the ninth letter of the alphabet is, is an I. So if you put it together, you go Certificate of Vaccination ID administered by AI. And I, and my jaw dropped. I'm going, come on. I mean, it, it, I mean is that a plausibility? And, and what, especially what we're seeing right now, Mark. I mean, it blows your mind. Any thoughts?
3: Well, yes. As a matter of fact, you can go to the World Health Organization's website uh, to verify exactly what I'm telling you. But they wanted to have a standard vaccination passport. So they have literally come out with a QR code that people can download on their phone. And if they don't have a smartphone, uh, they can get a PDF document with the uh, QR code. Uh, and what these will allow you to do, it'll, it'll allow you to go to work, uh, go to school, <laughs> oh, my.
4: travel. Yeah, travel.
3: Uh, and the World Health Organization right now has this, and countries are already using it. It's already in use in some nations.
2: Yes, yes. You know, I have a lot of friends that wanted to go, and I know you're among them, Ray Bentley and others have, have planned trips to Israel, but because of the COVID restraints and the vaccination thing, they, they've they had to postpone these things indefinitely, and I need to get back to Israel. That's, you know, in, in my heart of hearts, I believe the city of David is my, my city and Jerusalem uh, you know, and Mount Zion—that's mine. I, I claim that, <laughs> and a lot of people yeah, need oh, need exactly. to get back there, Mark, and, and you do too. And this is uh, restraining our ability to travel freely.
3: Yes, I had like 200 people signed up two years ago. In December, and because the COVID thing happened, we had to postpone it to this year in December. But now, because of the forced vaccination passports, we're going to postpone it again till next December. But uh, and we're hoping that maybe it'll go away. Some people say no way uh, that it'll go away. So we're thinking like, well, maybe we'll go to Turkey and see the Seven Churches or the, you know some revelation over there instead. <laughs> Yes. But I tell you what, in Israel, they're the most vaccinated country in the world. They've had two shots, all with Pfizer, and they're going through the booster now. And why is it that they've had three vaccinations, almost every citizen, but they're the highest place for the COVID virus? Yes. And many of the people who are vaccinated are having to go to the hospital. Something doesn't make sense. So I'm hoping it gets to the point where they'll decide that maybe we don't need to have the passport. If it's causing, you know, yes. uh, the vaccines are causing more damage, the, the remedies worse than, you know, the disease.
2: Well, doesn't that make sense of the enemy's strategy? He tries to overplay his hand, and this may be one of the things he's overplayed. My my listening friend, Mark Bills, has come, is drawing to an end in his hour. I, I am so honored to have spent some time with him. By the way, you can check out more about Mark Bills. You can simply go to, is it El Shaddai Ministries? Is it a dot .what? El Shaddai Ministries?
3: dot U- esm just it's an acronym esm.us
2: okay very good and you can find out more about that in his books uh the, the decoding the antichrist and the end times god's daytimers blood moons decoding the prophet jeremiah i guess you can tell that he's prolific but he is also a beloved torah teacher uh, you, you have about a 30-minute encouragement. <laughs> 30 minutes, about 30 seconds? 30, <laughs> I really meant 30 minutes, but I mean really mean 30 seconds. Uh, uh, an encouragement to our listening friends, Mark Biltz?
3: Well, I, I was just going to say I encourage everyone to process as much as they can, because with this vaccine mandate, you may not be able to go to a voting place and uh, vote. You may have to, All the people who are unvaccinated may have to vote by mail. Or you know what happens to vote by mail. Oh, you yes. hurts people to do everything they can to protest this.
2: Very good. Uh, Mark Biltz, you're a remarkable guy. And say hi to, to, to uh, Sherry for me as well. My listening friend, I want to bring him back, but he, he's, the Shabbat time frame is the time he's doing all this teaching. tomorrow. You, is it tomorrow you have a picnic or Monday? What, yeah. what, you've got a lot of things going on.
3: Yes, yes. I also, after our two services this morning, I had two memorials I had to do. Oh, and then right. that, that and so now I get ready for the picnic, and then I may take a break next week.
4: Good.
2: You deserve a break. You deserve a break today. Oh, that's a commercial. That's all. Mark Biltz, God bless you, and thank you so much for thank spending time you. with us on Come Together San Diego. The Mark Biltz, my friend. God bless you. We'll be back after this commercial break.
0: You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Kaz
2: Taylor on K-Praise. Well, hello, my friends. Wasn't it fun uh, inviting Mark Biltz, remarkable author, remarkable Torah teacher, uh, and just an amiable guy he just absolutely loves people. You, he's infectious. His whole personality is infectious. He, every, everything that he says, he's excited about. And then there's more, and there's more. And so, I mean, it's just remarkable. So I really encourage you to check him out by going to Al Shaddai Ministries, and you can track him down that way. My listening friend, he, in the last segment, Mark helped us set the stage for what I wanted to talk about with my co-host uh, this, this uh, hour uh, Christiane Lawrence. And hello, Christiane. How are you doing?
10: Hi. How are you, Kaz? Thanks so much for um, including me.
2: Oh, exactly. And I know that your heart cry is dealing with this topic as well as a few other people that we're going to be bringing on, some prerecorded and an, another person calling in who's had a, a similar kind of experience to what we're going to be describing. We talked in the last segment about COVID and big pharma and uh, the, the lies that are perpetrated uh, rec- requiring you know, uh, passports and green passports and all these different things and, and and disallowing people to actually ask questions about the process when you're going into, into uh, a a health facility or a, a doctor's office or uh, a place in the hospital where you have to have surgery or they're, they're seeing maladies happening and they're bringing you in and they're not allowing you to a- ask questions about alternate diagnosis and alternate um Prescriptions or whatever,
10: right? Uh, treatments and things like that.
2: Yeah, and so uh, I know that there are a lot of people. My listening friend, if you are among those who is un- misunderstanding or not sure where to go because of some of the vaccination things that you've been asked to do, and not only asked in many instances, kind of commanded to do, and, and if in your heart of hearts you're saying, "I'm having a check in my spirit about this," because I'm I'm not getting facts that I'm, I would like to know about, we're going to spend some time on this show. Do you agree with that, Christine? Absolutely. I know this is on your heart as well.
10: Yeah, you know, I'm not a medical professional, and I I don't there, – there are a lot of things I don't understand, but because, because this has hit closer than just closer – this has hit home for me. Yes. So I think um, it really behooves us, especially as believers, to do research – do our own research. I'm still in the process of researching. I'm not going to claim that I know a lot. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I have been learning a lot more than I did before, and it's just very eye opening. Yes. And uh, we need to learn how to take care of ourselves, how to boost our immune system, how to um, just take care of our families.
2: Yes. And the to- things, you know, I used to think that we could trust politicians. That we, that we took into office, <laughs> but not so. I used to think we could actually trust teachers who were teaching our kids, <laughs> not so. And I used to think we could trust doctors and the pharmaceuticals that were in this thing for our own benefit,
10: <laughs>
2: not well, so. And that's the good not a good thing there's a, an it,
10: acrylic case between us, Kaz, because you're <laughs> coughing a whole lot. I know, that's not a COVID <laughs>
2: cough, that was just a... Make an emphasis kind of coffee. I, My I listening agree. friends, so there, we are compassionate about the things that are going on right now. A lot of people have taken the vaccination or the booster vaccinations, and they're realizing that there may be some news or facts that they had not discovered, mm-hmm. and now they're having second thoughts about that. I'm going to spend some time, and Christiane, who also brought her guitar, we're going to spend some time talking about that and what that looks like and sounds like and i'm going to have some people on with us to talk more about that as well because i'll tell you what the things that are going on right now are frightening and you know what i thought i would do in this segment right now is i would like for us to play an interview that i did in early in august sometime with a gal her name is Karen Kingston Yes. And she has been involved in pharmaceuticals. In fact, she was hired by big pharmaceuticals to troubleshoot and see that they were saying things that they didn't get in trouble for. And she began to realize, mm-hmm. as the consultant, there were some things going on that were not appropriate. And uh, she's been whistleblowing. And I want to spend this time uh, it, for the interview I did in August about this, and then we'll come back and talk about it that. Is that all right, Christiane?
10: That's amazing. I actually would encourage the listeners, if you're listening to this, go back to that, um, that broadcast, that broadcast in, with Karen Kingston August, because yeah. I listened to the whole thing after. Today marks the one-month anniversary that my uncle died, and I'm not going to say that he died of COVID. He was, he was killed. He was murdered by the medical protocols. And I, we'll, I,
2: we'll talk more about that. My listening friend, if you fall in the gap somewhere and you're not sure exactly how to deal with this, this interview will help you, and then we'll come back. And here we go. We're talking with Karen Kingston. She's the president and founder of Veritage and, and so, so many other things. And she is uh, knowledgeable in these things because she has worked with Fortune 500 uh, pharmaceuticals and biotech companies.
8: Well, I guess I'll we'll take it from, from here in regards to informed consent. Uh, it's It's impossible for anyone to have gotten informed consent because... Uh, the CDC and the FDA on their on their websites, they simply say this is safe and effective. You're not allowed to say that about FDA approved products. You have to give what's called, um, in, you know, a fair balance. You have to let people know what the side effects are. But uh, they're so, but
2: they're not they're not doing that.
8: They're not doing that. They're not even telling them accurately what's in it. So the healthcare providers on the healthcare provider fact sheets, they weren't even given the ingredients. If you ask a, a nurse or a doctor what's in it, they can't answer that question. They don't know. Um, they don't know that this contains a. Uh, for lipid um, biosphere delivery system. They don't know that this can, cont- you know, the synthetic mRNA and how it works. They they don't. They were never given the ingredients. And then the other thing is they weren't told, you're supposed to be told all of the side effects, um, which would include um, heart inflammation, heart attack, um, Anemia, so wiping out of your platelets, um, risk for death, increased risk for cancer, um, risk of infertility, high risk for miscarriages and and spontaneous abortions and stillbirth. Um, The other thing they weren't told is what this is and what it is. It falls under um, a document that the FDA put out in August 2015 called Design and Analysis of Shedding. Um, studies for virus-based gene therapy products, okay? And this is a vir- virus-based gene therapy product. By definition in this document, what it says is that if you create a synthetic um, uh code like MRNA and you inject which is a, patentable, which is, which has, which was patented by our government and by UNC and, and a number of different um, players in this, in this space. But uh, according to this document from the FDA, if you inject um, a synthetic RNA into someone's body and then that produces out of their body, a biological um, g- uh, g- genetic component of virion particle, such as a spike protein, then that is a virus-based gene therapy. And what shedding is, there's two things that they talk about. What that causes is one thing called progeny. So progeny is once that mRNA goes into your body, it produces a spike protein, something that's called pathogenic. That spike protein is harmful to you. It causes inflammation. It causes disease. That's what pathogenic means.
2: The medical community is uh, rewarded for identifying things as covid uh, caused, and so you're getting. But these financial of incentives
8: are uh, insane, right? So show me an incentive, I'll show you an outcome. And I never really, I never understood the scripture about the love of money being the root of all evil. And and honestly, until I started looking oh into what was going on here, where um you know people it, it were incentivized and were willing to to lie, were willing to um walk away from their Hippocratic oath to do no harm in order to make money. Um, all, and scientific researchers, government officials, were willing to violate—they um, took an oath to uphold the Constitution, and they're violating constitutional laws and inflicting harm on American people, harm and suffering, and taking away our rights and our liberties under the Constitution because of financial incentive.
2: And I can have com- great compassion for those of you who are in the healthcare industry in one way or another because, you know, we, we want to do our job. We want to work for our um, employer— and we want to do due diligence with that. But what happens when we begin seeing things, uh, happen and hearing facts extraneously from what we are being told at work or around work? And they violate the things that you are told at work. What do you do? And my friends, many of you uh, either have people in the, in that industry or are in that industry. And my, especially for those who believe in the Lord and, uh, you you're, you're you're look in the mirror and you go I'm faced with a decision to make here Do I have enough information to make my stand Well, that's why we we have uh, Karen uh, Kingston with us Karen I, I know you may want to talk a little bit more about uh, helping people walk through this There are some people that are in just kind of the mid ground They do they g- are getting a sense that maybe they're not getting the whole story But they don't know where to go to find it out because every place that they look uh, it has either a whitewashed uh, semi truth. Or things that are blatant lies. What, what do you recommend to dig into? Where do they find the information? Or what can you tell them right now, Karen? Uh,
8: well, I guess before I go into that, I, what you're saying before with the healthcare yes. professionals, um, this is a this is a, a heavy burden to take on when it you is. actually understand the truth. As I just told you during the break, when I found the patent and I found the studies that were done um, underneath the patent, and I saw the um, evil that was brought upon the world and the pain and suffering. Um, that this can bring upon people these these injections. I I didn't know a woman. and I, I mean this sincerely. I didn't know a woman could cry as hard as I cried. My. Um. So to understand, um, if you were a healthcare provider and that, um, you know, you you took a oath to do no harm and and um, you you potentially engaged in in, in something that that harms um, not not just elderly adults but young healthy adults, adults of childbearing age, and even in children. I. I, I want you to know that we were all betrayed. you were not the only one that was betrayed um before um, before he destroys he deceives um and we're talking about the you know satan and, um, and and so um everyone was betrayed and 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 through um the sacrifice of 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 Jesus and his resurrection though we have forgiveness and we have redemption yes. um and i I want people to know that that um when you come to a realization of um, the evil that's been brought upon the world and how all of us at some level were engaged in it, uh, there's going to be a very deep hole, um, a void um, that. That I I want you to know can be filled with God's love, yes. and and that's what's really important. So, I mean, one thing let's talk about is the serious adverse events from these injections. Why don't you? Um, so I mean, one of the things that Rochelle Walensky has spoken about is myocarditis, and then she says, "Oh, it's mild myocarditis." Mild there's no such thing as mild myocarditis. Mild it's inflammation of your heart, um, you know, and there's pericarditis, carditis, which is inflammation of, of the heart sac, and 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 it, it's debilitating. It takes their quality of and life. This is away. what this
2: vaccine is
8: is it, causing. It, yeah. It and it's been, you know, and they, and they confessed it. And, and keep in mind, October 20th of 2020, the FDA knew darn well they had a meeting regarding these specific mRNA vaccines saying we have to be the lookout for, uh, Gil which is, you know, a, a neurological disorder, inflammation of the spine, inflammation of the heart, inflammation of, uh, of the brain, um, um, thrombocytopenia, wiping out of your platelets, uh, thrombosis, blood coagulation, blood clots throughout the entire body, uh, stroke, uh, death, um, miscarriages. So they knew darn well what the side effects were of this vaccine. And under the EUA, though, they're supposed to say it's supposed to have a minimal risk to humans. Yes. Um, and that, they, they move forward with this in violation of the EUA that way. Because, you know, I, I say heart inflammation, especially in children and anybody, but, um, you know, death and, and par- par- paralysis, um, having constant fatigue, which, you know, which is caused by inflammation oh. of, of the spine and stuff. That is not minimal risk to people.
2: Well, my friends, I want to tell you that this was a remarkable interview with Karen uh, Kingston and give you insights. We're going to spend some time in the next segment talking with somebody else who has had a similar experience uh, when Christiane Lawrence, musician and uh, co-host, and I come right back.
0: Now back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on
2: Cape Race with Cass Taylor. Welcome back, my friends, to uh, Come Together San Diego, a remarkable show and a very interesting content. You know, my heart goes out to when it deals with the COVID virus and the inoculation or the uh, vaccination, or as I say, the vexination, the rules keep changing, and there are a lot of people that have taken the vaccination, and then they're having to take the boosters, and and then they're having to take boosters upon boosters, and, and a lot of people have decided not to do it, and there's a lot of false information out there, and people are suffering as a result of this, so... We're going to deal with that on this Come Together San Diego show. I guess you can tell that my co-host, Christiane Lawrence, is also a musician, and she's playing a little bit of background music. You know, the Bible talks about God inhabiting the praises of his people. And when you get into challenging times, you know, our defense is to basically go and go, oh, yeah, how dare you do that, or be mum and not talk about anything and just let it happen. There's a middle ground, which is really letting God have his way, but he wants his kids to have his way as well. And part of that is worshiping and praising him. And the Bible talks about him inhabiting the praises of his kids. So we worship God and we communicate God's heart back to him. And in the mix of that, he comes down and he takes offense and defense on our behalf. So Christiane, I know that you your heart cry is about things like this that are challenging things. We're going to, in just a moment, bring somebody else on with us mm-hmm. that has had a similar experience. Yeah. And my listening friend, this is going to be heart-rending for uh, all of us. And, uh, in fact, let's bring him on, and I want you to help me interview him. He's a friend of both of ours. Yeah. Uh, his name is Dwayne Hoover. Dwayne, are you with us? Yes, sir. Very good. Hi, Dwayne. You, Hi, you know Christiane as well as... Not totally yeah. as well as I do. I've been. She's been buddies with me for a long time, but you know her pretty well as well. So I had an opportunity to hear pieces of a testimony from you not long ago, and so I called to invite you to give to share some insights of that. You know as well as I do that there's a lot of false news going around, especially about the um, the vaccination and the additional vaccinations, and then people going into the hospital for a variety of different reasons or, or doctors care for a variety of different reasons and people are not being allowed to do things based on what they, they think is right to do or the people that are their family is right to do the, the kind of the medical community takes it on themselves and they disallow other things and it can be to the detriment of the people that are in the hospital or under doctor's care would uh, Christiane, is there anything, why don't you start the interview with Dwayne and then uh, I'll kind of tag along.
10: Well, I think, um, you know, Dwayne, Dwayne had an experience, um, with his family members being in the hospital prior to my experience. And, uh, the difference with, with our experiences is that I was kind of a third party. You know, I was, a, um, my mom, my uncle was the one who was in the hospital and, um, I'm living in San Diego, and my mom's living in um, the Long Beach area. Yes. And so, you know, we we gave Dwayne a call. He had some successes that we were hoping we would also be able to boast about. So, Dwayne, um, I don't know if you, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about your experience with your mom and dad in the hospital and what you and your brother had to do to um, basically help them.
2: Come on, yes, give, it, give it to us, Dwayne.
11: Well, basically, um, both my mom and dad ended up being at two different hospitals. One was at Palmer Medical Center in Escondido. Um, the other one, I had to, my dad had to take him to Kaiser down in San Diego because when I tried to take him at the same time with my mom to Palmer Medical Center, we were in a, uh, a hallway waiting area for nine hours before they released us. They really didn't do anything for him, and he was at death door. Uh, both of his ankles were really swollen. It was just—it was just something that was difficult uh, to understand why they wouldn't have taken him in. So I took him home. I cared for him for uh, one day, and then uh, something about how he was responding uh, to uh, just resting at home with uh, you know normal care just seemed to take a little bit of a turn for the worse. So I took him to Kaiser the following morning, and within 15 minutes they had him in an ER bed. And within another fifteen minutes, they had him dialed in on his uh, blood pressure and uh, diabetes and you know all that kind of stuff.
2: Let me let and me pa- let did, me pause here into the story so yeah, that we is. can understand the framework going into this. Now, were your dad and your mom vaccinated or not? Or they,
11: they were not vaccinated. And we, we one thing they did find out when we went there is that he did get checked in for a little bit, but didn't get admitted. Uh, at the Palomar Medical Center and they came back and said that both my mom and dad were confirmed covid. Okay. So I'm I'm caring for both of them and you know I was down for 3 weeks just before all this happened and was just starting to feel better when all this happened and now I'm their primary caregiver in between two different hospitals and
2: uh and there, so, and, and so there, now everything that you're hearing from them is covid related and uh yeah,
11: well as soon as I got my dad in, the, the ER doctor at Kaiser, uh, as soon as I uh walked in with my, my dad to the ER, um, he he asked if uh anybody was vaccinated in the family. And I said, No, absolutely not. Nor would we ever think of doing such a thing. And he goes, Well that that's probably why you're here. I said, Well that's line number one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if 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 that continues and you do it a second time, I don't want you in this ER with us.
2: Oh, my. Right. They, so, you're setting up so the station. Uh, a Duane, minute later. Dwayne, yeah, here's the deal. Ahead. I've got commercial breaks I have to deal with. I think okay. you did a good job setting this up so you can come back in the next segment and pay this off. So get the this, get this scene, my friends. So uh, Dwayne's uh, mom and dad had been uh, not doing well. And it, this particular focus right now is on his dad uh, taken into the hospital and bl- the fact that he was not uh, vaccinated was the excuse that the doctor said that the reason that he's there and experiencing these maladies. We're going to spend some time paying this off a little bit more in the next segment. And Dwayne, I know you're going to stay with us, yes? Yes. And Christiane, are you ready to continue the interview with him? And I may have you do a little bit of guitar stuff after he shares this insight because it's time for God's Mm -hmm. intervention as we worship and praise him. So ladies and gentlemen, Christiane, Lawrence, Lawrence, and Dwayne Hoover and Kaz will be right back.
0: This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor.
2: Well, my friends, we're back. Come Together San Diego. This is a a vital topic, and, you know, we we have to live by the clock on the show here. So we've got the half hour left in the show, and I want to spend a little bit of time uh, in the last segment tying things together. And Christiane, I know that you know uh, Dwayne Hoover and some of the issues that he's faced. Uh, Dwayne, I know that you've continued with us, and we kind of left you hanging there. I'm going to let uh, Christiane... Uh, start the conversation, but understand that we've got a, a time crunch here. So I'm going to we're going to ask you to get r- right right to some of the points. We can't elaborate too long, uh, Christiane.
10: Dwayne, I okay. I wanted to um, ask you if you wouldn't mind talking about kind of some of the medical protocols. I think one of the the topics we wanted to approach here is some of the medical protocols that are being imposed on families. And there are a lot of people that are admitting their family members into the hospital under the you know, diagnosis of COVID without really understanding what's going on. And I know that you in particular have been very, you've educated yourself. You and your family have, um, you know, taken great measure to just kind of go the natural route and to build up your immune system. Can you talk a little bit about what you and your family experienced with what they were trying to get you to and agree you're, to? And, and you're,
2: mom? You're, aren't you in the military ex-military guy? And your yeah. and, and yeah. your brother is uh Police officer? Uh, a police officer? The captain of the San Diego Police Department. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, you've got a lot of uh, experience in people uh, telling false truths and have to deal with them. So, g- 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 yeah. sorry about we've got a time protocol here, but would you spend some time, as Christiane asked, we want to really get to the medical protocols and what was, smelled bad from your perspective, from a, you know, fake fake information perspective, and what you did about it and the lesson that God gave you. So, We've got uh, maybe six or seven minutes here. We want to, okay. you, And you've, you've got within that period of time, and Christiane and I want to come back and talk a little bit about it as well. So would that okay. be accurate, now, Christiane? There's a,
11: there's, a, there's a big difference between what we uh, are being told and what's real. Yes. yes. Um, not a single one of the doctors, when a person comes in with COVID, is being treated for COVID.
4: Right.
11: Not one person. That's their protocols. They're treating symptomology only. Okay, we asked point blank, and that's what the doctors told us. That's what the nurses told us. And so we were like, okay. When my mom got to a place where she was, like, feeling she was going to die, she was like, I don't want to die here. I want to go home. Mm-hmm. So she requested hospice. We got hosp- We got on the, uh, requesting hospice for her. Uh, she. We were able to get her uh, home within a, a day and a morning. So one and a quarter days she was at home in hospice where we were able to focus on what she really needed, which was the nutrients. Mm-hmm right? The nutrients, the B12, the the zinc, the, um, uh, magnesium, uh, vitamin D yes. D3, those things. Uh, and so, and then, uh, there's, there's other stuff out there. I'm not a doctor, No, but, but, but we want you to
2: get, get, we want you to get to your dad's story. I know your mom, uh, yeah. passing. And, and so, 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 so,
11: so sorry about that. that so I had to go to the other hospital to tell my dad that we're taking my mom home in hospice. And when I, when I, uh, went to go, uh, pulling back out of the hospital, which is basically the next day after I took him there. Um, uh, I had security step in front of me uh, acting like I can't go see my dad. And so I had to notify my dad what was going on via an iPad. And he made this statement, Dwayne, you push, have your brother Daryl pull and get me out of this bureaucratic mess.
4: Mm.
11: Right. So we immediately worked to get him out of there. And I went to the car, got my dad's stuff, the doctor gave me approval to come up and and sign and dis- the discharge paper for my dad. So when I went to go back in, security steps in front of me and says, no, you're not going to go up there. I said, well, I'm here to pick up my dad legally to take him home. My mom's going home in hospice. And so we had this big fiasco, and I just pushed past him and said, well, I'm going to pick up my dad. And um, next thing I know, I got five security surrounding me at the elevators. They didn't know that my brother and his wife were already en route. But the bottom line is uh, it, I don't understand how people are being able to put up with the intimidation and the threats that are coming from the hospitals towards the individuals simply trying to check on their families. Right. CDC protocols are not that CDC protocols are if you wear a mask and you wear gloves mm. and you wear a cover, you can go see your family just like the nurses can. And okay? especially if you're so vaccinated, the they're they separating families from each other is Nazism. That right. should not be happening.
10: Right. And my mom, you know, my mom's been vaccinated. My uncle wasn't vaccinated, but my mom was vaccinated and she she should have been able to go in to see my uncle, which she was not able to do.
11: It, it Absolutely. Sound- this this idea that you can't see your family member because they have COVID or because someone might bring COVID in, it's, it's ludicrous.
4: Mm-hmm. So, so you, you think there's some u- you need u- ul- ulterior motives
2: yourself. at play. You think there's some ulterior motives at play they may have something to do with big pharma. They may have something to do with protocols where maybe uh, the Hippocratic oath is turning into a hypocritical oath, mm-hmm. sadly.
11: Absolutely. My, my personal opinion is that they're, they're, they're pushing uh, this mindset to keep people from being able to get to their families because there is a mindset out there to push people immediately to ventilators, right. and 95% of those that go on ventilators die. And everybody knows it.
2: Yes. Yes, yes, yes.
11: So so you, you once they go on ventilators, they get $42,000, the hospital does. Yeah.
2: Say that again. You discovered what? they get 40, The hospital
11: gets $42,000 once a person's been on a ventilator for three days.
2: Mm-hmm. And they use the ventilator as an excuse, basically, to acquire
11: well, they resources? Well, they push them to use the ventilator, but they don't let them exercise. They basically time to the bed in, in, with mm-hmm. all the tubes in them right? Mm -hmm. All of the perimeter uh, go out and see the sun. They're all closed off in all the hospitals. They need to get sun. They need D3. They need to absorb vitamin D. They need to be taken out in wheelchairs and absorb sun. Mm -hmm. But none of that's happening. What's really needed for the individual who is sick is not happening.
2: My. And so Christian, I know you want him to, because we got, we want to Christiane and I want this last segment to actually tie some things together. So we've got about three three minutes or so for you to uh, put a summary statement together. One of the things when I heard you give the testimony was God had, you know, you're a big guy, and you know these people, and your your brother is in the in the in leadership in the police force. Uh, so you know you have yes. some authority that other people wouldn't have. But God kind of stirred you and said, you know. It's not by might, my, but my, by my power," says says the Lord. So, take a couple minutes yeah, to identify of how Lord you. Was
11: at, yeah, the grace of the Lord was at work. I, I was, uh, I, I had a hard time. I had to go outside and uh, calm down. Once my brother showed up, I gave him the wheelchair and said, "I'll be outside calming down." And then I called the uh, the Kaiser uh, uh Service line, the uh, Consumer Service line, and I I, made, I laid out a complaint step-by-step step, what happened. And they were like, sir, we're so sorry. We don't understand why that happened. That's not even our protocols. Um, I, we, You know, they were apologizing to me. And I was like, well, some people need to be retrained in, in proper CDC understanding. You are not to be separating families just to separate families. Okay? If you're doing something you're not supposed to do and you're trying to keep family members from getting to their families, uh, that's a big problem. And so I don't trust the medical community now, and most of my family doesn't. And most of those that I talked to that I actually know does not trust the medical community now.
2: That is so very that's sad
11: created by this whole COVID mess. Right.
2: Yes, yes, yes. So <laughs> your, your dad is, is recovering, uh, because he, you, you been...
11: doing great. But my mom, once we got her home within a few days of giving her what she needed, she had no more temperature, no more coughing. Her lungs were clear. Her oxygen levels came up to 94, but because of other suffering that she had faced for 21 years, she decided she didn't want to be here. So she gave up.
4: Yes.
2: She
11: passed on our August twenty first.
2: I understand. So, do you think that the motive, because there's uh, resources to be acquired, you know, payoffs to be required if it's identified as a COVID related death, uh, and so, so some of their diagnostics and the, their their uh, approaches uh, disregard, you know, uh, patient and and uh, privilege of a family to to, you know acquire this benefit and the resources tied to it?
11: Well, it's kind of hard to say, but I did find out the night before she passed, I found out about John Cullen's testimony. Uh, John Cullen, you can find him on Citizens Grand Jury on YouTube. You just do a search. But basically, COVID was killing more people than, I mean, uh, influenza was killing more people than COVID through August before COVID even came on the map. But, but the media was saying that it was a pandemic clear back in March.
2: And it was COVID-related.
11: It was a flat lie. Yeah. It wasn't killing anybody in, 20, in March in the United States. Well. Uh, influenza was.
4: Yes, yes, yes. And
11: that's on the CDC website that anybody can go and view.
4: Yes,
2: so misinformation because there's profitability to be, to be found in the light of that. Um, I'm going to ask you yes. to take 30 seconds and close this out because Christiane and I want to come back and uh, summarize a few things. Would you be so kind, and then I'm going to have to shut you down. Sorry, brother, but thank you for spending no some time with us. So take 30 seconds, and I want you to be a word of encouragement to people that are facing this problem they don't know what to do. They have rights. Yes. They just have to stand for them. Go ahead.
11: Yes, Frontline Doctors is a good source um, for anybody that needs help figuring something like that with their family. Um, and I'll tell you what, the Lord, he really ministered to me through this whole ordeal, but I just need to really trust him and nice. His grace was at work. When I was standing there with the guards, I did. I was tempted to uh, uh, maybe uh, provoke it worse. Um, but I, I backed off, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to let God be God, because God's bigger than everything that's going on here. People think that they're able to uh, uh, just mess with God's people and think there's no repercussions. But you know what, God loves us, and He is looking out for us. Mm-hmm. So I want to encourage everybody out there, pray. Yes. Don't forget to pray. Turn everything over to God in prayer. Very good. Thank you,
2: Lord. Uh, thank you, Dwayne. Dwayne Hoover. Thank you so much, my friend. God bless you for making a stand. And, you know, one of the things is God gives us lessons, and we have to take those lessons seriously. Christiane and I will talk a little bit more about that in the last segment, my listening friend. So, Dwayne, thank you for spending some time with us. I know your time is invaluable. And thank you, Dwayne. Appreciate you guys, your call, care. brother. God bless you both. Okay. God bless you. So, my listening friend, there you go. Christiane and I, she's brought her guitar. We're going to use that and do a little bit of uh, biblical warfare. Uh, in light of this musically and uh, see where God takes this. I know there's anxieties that you're experiencing my friend. There's a solution. We're going to talk about some of the solutions and some of the solutions might surprise you because it's having to do with what God would have you do in times like these. So Christiane, Lawrence, and Kaz will be right back.
0: This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor.
2: My friends, we're back. Come Together San Diego with kind of an, an intense conversation here. My co-host is musician and spontaneous singer worship leader, and wise woman, Christiane Lawrence. Hey, Christiane. Hi, Cass. So we, we had quite a discussion with uh, Dwayne Hoover, mm-hmm. and we had uh, Karen Kingston earlier on talking about these things. My heart goes out to the to the people that are in this p- predicament right now, yeah. and I know it's the same thing with you.
10: Yeah, so um, I'm not going to go into it in much detail right now. We don't have much time, but Dwayne's story um is very different from the experience that my family had my family um, if if we had only known some of the the rights that we had some of the the ways we could push back I think our our the ending to our story would be very different. I mentioned at the beginning of this um this hour that today marks the one month anniversary that we lost my uncle yes. and he died in the hospital and he refused he refused the ventilator up and down like they were for days and within five days before Five days before he passed away, he was he was participating in group texts with our family. The night before he he died, um, he Facetimed with my mom, and my mom had told me, "Oh, he's feisty tonight. He he's he's been asking me when when or when are you going to get me out of here?" Yes. And he wanted out of the hospital, and he was getting angry at the doctors and the nurses. And they they he was he was being refused water, and he was being refused any food. He was hungry, and they wouldn't give him any food. They were withholding him from the basic needs. Not let's not even get into the. So, are you saying it supplement. was tied
2: to it like a fi- a false diagnostic, perhaps? I and-
10: don't think so. I don't. I I really don't understand. We we couldn't understand what they were doing, what they were, what was going on. And my mom and my aunt were asking, "Why aren't you giving him food? Why aren't you giving him water?" And they, I I feel like what was happening was that the the medical staff were just. Telling my family things to confuse them.
2: Well, but and I have to. My heart goes out to the medical staffs because they're getting false information and right. they're asked to do things and they don't have the information. Right. And a lot of a lot of medical people are saying we're not going to take the jab and we're not going to exactly, administrate yeah. that because we know how dangerous it is because mm-hmm. we've seen it firsthand, but we're disallowed to communicate that and, and it could right. cost us our job. So my heart goes out to the medical community.
10: Right. And it's not everybody. I mean, there are people that are just following orders. Yes, And I, I, I really, uh, the the podcasts I've been listening to, the, the research I've been doing, it seems like this is coming, these directives are coming from the administrative staff and from the top. Like Dwayne mentioned earlier, you know, if a hospital is getting Forty five thousand dollars to use a ventilator. They just lost. They don't want to see people walk out of that hospital without using ventilators. Yeah, and there's um, some ulterior motives and
2: it's insidious. And a lot of a, a lot of doctors or administrators or you know the medical staff will go, but we didn't know. We didn't know. Right. And it's coming from some source somewhere mm-hmm. that's having them do this, and it's not it's not safe.
10: Right. But what I want to what I want to really focus on is I want to encourage people, our our listening friends that. Kaz, that we have rights? You have rights. If you if if there's any way, number one, if there's any way you can keep your loved one out of the hospital, um, once they start getting symptoms, symptoms, COVID symptoms, cold, flu symptoms, treat that flu, treat those symptoms before it gets worse. If you have underlying, you know, co- comorbidities, deal with those before it gets to the point where you have to send them to the to the ER. Oh my! Um, if if you have no choice, like my family did, my uncle had severe asthma. If you have no choice and they have to go to the hospital, know your rights, ask questions, know that you can stand up to the medical staff. I mean, Dwayne's a big guy. Dwayne, yeah, you know, I know Dwayne, guy. and he's he's like a he's like a big brother to me. I have so much respect for him. He's a big guy, and I I, I look at him compared to my my aunt and my mom, and and you know there there's no there's fight in them but it was a different kind of fight yes and i just feel like if they had the the confidence you know you get you get confidence by information yes so friends if there's you know if there's a way you can learn as much as you can talk to people um you know if you have a family member in the hospital you have rights Push back, push back, push back, push back, and also
2: find other people out yes. there outside in a different community that have that can make a stand. For there you are many for people you.
10: who've gone through these experiences, and their family members have, yes. have come out of the hospital, and it doesn't have to end. And and you know, I, I feel like my my story didn't have to end this way. No,
2: no, and many people's stories don't have to end this exactly. way. Exactly. In fact. Know your rights and privileges, and make your stand. Mm-hmm. Even be obnoxious and make your stand right. because don't be afraid. Because, yeah, you know, I, I used to believe, you know, that what the doctors have to say mm-hmm. and pharm- pharmaceuticals. We they were looking for my trust benefit them
10: anymore. Not we necessarily so.
2: And these nurses and the practitioners in the middle are going. I'm just following directions. Right. Right. My, so he, here's what I think needs to happen. We're going to we're going to apply this, and I'm going to ask you to apply it as well. Would you give me a, a, a G chord there? my my listening friend here here's the deal the bible talks about when the enemies come against you worship and praise are invaluable there's a scripture in the old testament there's a word a hebrew word called tahila tahila and that word tahila is praise offering god praise and singing but it's to offer god's praise not only from a a psalms and hymn standpoint, but also from a spiritual song or impromptu stuff. So, in the next few minutes, what we're going to do is we're going to apply God's directives to, for his intervention, and I'm going to be encouraging. Christian to do a tahila praise song but let me give you let me give you a scripture that ties in with this and then i am get to set her free to do this and we're going to dis- dis- proclaim in the midst of this and allow God's Holy Spirit to invade our praise and when he when he's in the thick of things as we have that right heart attitude we have to know that God is going to do the thing and we just collect the spoils in other words we're victorious because we have listened and obeyed to what God's Holy Spirit said and 2 Chronicles 20, 22, and it says, And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir, and those which would come against Judah. In other words, when the children of God praised the Lord, then God intervened. So what we're going to do as we close this show is I'm going to ask Christiane on her guitar to sing an impromptu, spontaneous song. I'll play a little bit of harmonica. We'll do this, and then I'll close the show. My listening by the friend, by the way, what I'm going to be doing next week, you need to pay close attention to it. We're going to be doing a debate. So if you have friends that have stood against you when it comes to topics like, you know, Trump or or the wall or Afghanistan or the medical maladies or voter fraud or things like that, we're going to encourage you to have them call. I'm going to give them time on the radio show to share their insights and understand that we have other people alongside of them who uh, have uh, other views. We're going to do a debate. I have a suspicion many of the people who they're standing against you will refuse to do it because they don't want to have to come up with face-to-face with the truth. So I'm going to offer that to you. Next week, we're going to do that in total. So the topic right now is God's intervention. Uh What do you think God is saying musically? And then I will close the show accordingly.
4: Oh, Lord, we do
10: not know what we should do. But our eyes are on you. Oh. Do not know We should do But our eyes are on you
2: Well, my friends, it's time for us to go and come together, San Diego. Understand that God is in control and he wants to control your thought processes so you can speak his voice and his words. Worship and praise will have a lot to do with that. Join me next week as we do a live debate. Have your people ready to call in and voice their opinion, whether it applies to Judeo-Christian values or not. It's time to get it all out there and let God deal with it. So until next week, this is Kaz Taylor for Christiane Lawrence and the team saying, God loves you, Doodle.
0: Thanks for joining Cass Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a coworker, and then let's all come together, San Diego, next Saturday from five to seven p.m. on K Praise.